And in fact, if you've experienced and learned lots of ingenuine love or outright hurt in relationships that were supposed to be supporting you and developing into the best version of your incredible and unique self, it makes so much sense if learning loving is hard. It makes so much sense if it feels strange or foreign or if there's lots of fear and insecurity that come forth. It makes so much sense. Welcome to the Safe Enough Podcast. This podcast is an exploration of what it means to feel safe enough in order to live the kind of life or make the kind of changes that transform our lives into those with all the love, connection, belonging, and purpose that we seek and strive for. My name is McPherson Warbeck, founder of the It Begins to Move studio. I'm a safety and self-worth recovery partner, and I'm so happy that you're here. This is the second of a series of three episodes that are being published in the month of February, which for much of the rest the Western world contains the holiday Valentine's Day. As Valentine's Day is typically a celebration of love, I thought I'd make this month's theme all about love. In the previous episode in this series, I talked about Bell Hooks's definition of love not as a feeling, but as an action, and also the ingredients that she proposes to make genuine loving action. And doing loving action, the actual practice of genuinely loving others, um, advocating for the loving action of others towards ourselves, and also the practice of loving actions we take with our own tender hearts, can take some unlearning of more traditional cultural ideas about what love is. It can take a kind of unlearning what is and is not acceptable, and also a concurrent learning of what love as a verb actually looks like. Learning what genuine love feels like to give others, what genuine love feels like to receive from others, and also what it feels like to both give and receive genuine love from, from and to our own wonderful selves. In her book, All About Love, Bell Hooks describes embracing a love ethic her earlier theoretical works often discuss the need for having a praxis, P-R-A-X-I-S, praxis, which is just a fancy academic word for both learning and practicing something at the same time. So often folks will be really interested in a topic and read about it and then listen to other folks talk about it and study it and try and understand it intellectually without trying it or doing it, without living it. Some others might do the opposite. They might just do the practices or copy the actions of others who do practices without actually considering what they're doing and why. Just doing without reflecting can leave you unsure how to adjust what you're doing across various circumstances and situations. And so many thinkers, Hooks included, and myself included too, believe that it's a, a combo of both reflecting and doing that generates real lasting and deeply embedded learning and change. So for Hooks, practicing love is no different. The love ethic is a kind of love praxis, P-R-A-X-I-S, that she says requires understanding why love as a verb is important, but also trying it out and seeing what happens. So for example, um, receiving love from someone and then reflecting how it feels, reflecting on how it feels. 
So perhaps you reflect on love you've received from someone else and you realize there's a lot of care. There is a lot of care, but there, um, but trust is lacking in that relationship. So perhaps a good friend has brought you soup when you weren't feeling well. But then you found out that they told other folks a bunch of details about what you were sick with and how sick you were without your permission. You might really appreciate the care they took um, by bringing you food, but you might also need them to hold your health in confidence and allow you to determine how much and with whom you share info about yourself. Or for another example, perhaps in a relationship you feel lots of respect, but responsibility is lacking. So maybe your partner might constantly praise your sweet and giving heart, which could feel wonderful and affirming, but always be late on paying shared bills. Or perhaps in a relationship you feel like there's plenty of responsibility but not enough respect. So um, perhaps you can always count on your friend to answer the phone when you call, to give you a shoulder to cry on, to serve you some comfortable warm tea, but maybe they tend to put uh, to, to point out your flaws when what you really need is for someone to affirm your great qualities because you're hard enough on your own self as it is, right? Additional voices dogging on you when you're down, it's hurtful. But helping you see what you can do, what abilities and capacity you already have when you're doubting yourself, perhaps that's the ingredient of love that you need more of. So embracing a love ethic means considering why love as a verb is important and all of its ingredients and what it feels like when you receive genuine love, when you receive partially genuine love, and when you receive no love at all by reflecting on how it feels to receive. And the same is true on the giving side too. So perhaps you might reflect on your own actions towards others. So the other day I was reading all about love and I realized that Though I know that I love my spouse, even when we're having a conflict, that I I tend to have a hard time saying that I do in those heated moments. I realized that expressing my love for him in those moments of conflict while I'm feeling angry or frustrated is an act of love that's important for him. So for him, me saying, I love you, even though I'm angry with you right now, is an act of um, commitment, trust care and responsibility because for him in those moments of conflict he experiences feelings of insecurity about our relationship which is a completely reasonable and human thing to experience so i realized that i could do a much better job of caring for him and his needs while we're fighting because i know that i'm not leaving even though i'm mad so if i say something assuring it would If I say something assuring, I truly mean it. I can love him better by actively assuring him. And similarly, the other day he said, you know, I need some more recognition of how I'm holding up more pandemic-based hygiene than I would otherwise because I know that it's important to you. So he affirmed he wasn't saying that he thought that my requests for extra hand washing and disinfection of things was not important. uh, He wasn't saying that it was stupid or unnecessary. He wasn't criticizing 
what made me feel safe. He was telling me how he needed to be loved better by me, how he needed to be recognized. And this extra hand washing and disinfection stuff, it, has, it had been a sticking point for us until he told me what he needed. So now I understand and I'm more than happy to actively offer him more recognition for doing what helps me feel safe as someone with asthma who's, who's pretty af- afraid of severe respiratory infections, right? So he's doing actions of love towards me and he needs recognition, more recognition of those actions he's doing towards me. That's an act of love I can do for him in recognizing the actions of love he's doing for me, right? Having an accurate definition of what love is can help us love others better. It can help us be loved better by recognizing what we need and advocating for it, or even becoming clear about needing to leave relationships that are not willing to, f- to be fully, genuinely loving. Having an accurate definition can help us love ourselves better by making sure that we receive what we need. Hook says that um, good definitions help us have like a solid starting point for imagining and conceptualizing what something is so that we know what to measure against or what to reach for. She says that um, we cannot imagine, what we cannot imagine cannot come into being. What we cannot imagine cannot come into being. So the first part of learning loving, love with an I-N-G on the end, love is a verb, is to know that it is not a mystery, that is not, it is not a, a nebulous or abstract feeling, but that it is a set of concrete, discernible actions that together create an embodied expression of genuine love in real time. The second part of learning loving, Hooks says, is cultivating awareness. So as a critical theorist, there's no surprise that she would define awareness as critically examining our own actions and the actions of others to see where we might do better. The intellectual in me loves that. And the embodied self-recovery partner in me feels that there, there might be a slightly different way to arrive at a similar place while still maintaining a praxis, P-R-A-X-I-S, the simultaneous combo of reflection and action, of, of thinking and doing. Because the inherent nature of gaslighting in hurtful or unloving relationships that try to come off as though they are in fact loving, it can be really hard to parse out the words and the behaviors of others who are not being loving in a logical and understandable way without experiencing an automatic self-protective response. And if you are able to parse out what stuff isn't so loving in a relationship where there's gaslighting and words of love but actions of hurt, sometimes it can be really challenging to hold steady to your needs while someone is insisting that they're doing loving things that you know they aren't, or insisting that they're not doing hurtful things that you know that they are. So in the next episode, um, I'll take a lot more time uh, to talk about safety, uh, to talk about safety and love as a verb. But for now, my point is that words and concepts can be, they can be challenging or confusing to navigate when learning love. Instead, it actually might be more helpful to grow or discover a felt sense of love as a verb. The felt sense of of giving and receiving care. The felt sense of giving and receiving trust. Of giving and receiving knowledge. 
of giving and receiving responsibility, of giving and receiving respect, of giving and receiving affection, recognition, and open and honest communication, giving and receiving all of the ingredients of genuine love. Your body and your felt sense can be an incredibly reliable source of truth and understanding of loving action that is if your body is a safe place to connect with. And if connecting with the wisdom of your body is challenging or, or scary or overwhelming, then it might actually be most helpful to learn how to find a sense of safety within yourself before beginning practicing the felt sense of giving and receiving genuine love. And sometimes receiving acts of full and genuine love from a trusted and regulated person can be a critical part of discovering your own felt sense of safety and a safe connection with the wisdom of your body in the first place. Connecting safely with your body to discover the inner wisdom of your felt sense so that it may guide you in an embodied way to know what genuine love feels like It's a tender and vulnerable process. It's okay to go slow. It's okay to have it not happen immediately. And in fact, if you've experienced and learned lots of ingenuine love or outright hurt in relationships that were supposed to be supporting you and developing into the best version of your incredible and unique self, it makes so much sense if learning loving is hard. It makes so much sense if it feels strange or foreign, or if there's lots of fear and insecurity that come forth. It makes so much sense. So if love as a verb resonates with you, if it stirs something within you that feels aligned with this way of being and relating, you might experiment with what it feels like to reflect on all of this to get a felt sense of these ingredients, to put this into practice, and then to see what happens, and to do so gently, compassionately, and kindly. Perhaps even extending extending some genuine love towards yourself, towards yourself when you don't get it just perfect, or when you slip into old habits, or have a misunderstanding with someone. It is possible to be responsible to yourself and to others in a very caring, affectionate, committed, and respectful way, even to yourself and others at the same time. But there needs to be enough of a felt sense of safety first to grow your awareness in a present, gentle, and regulated way. And that's what I'll talk about in the next episode. In the spirit of love, I wish you gentle, empowered, and nurturing, giving and receiving of full and genuine love. I'll see you in the next episode. Take care, kind soul.